how we parent matters. Listening to the things that are said and that are not said matters. And these are the things that as parents and even as leaders in organisations, we need to really be in tune with our people. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. As I work more and more in the youth space, and then of course working in the corporate and uh, sporting and whatever environments as well, I realise there's some real keys to how we develop people. And with us being parents, we are developing young people. If you're a school teacher, you're developing young people. If you're a manager or you own a business, you're developing people that come in underneath you. Now, I'll tell you this from the point of view of a very personal story. So, well, let's go back a step. I'm, I really love Dave Chappelle, and obviously I don't use a lot of his, well, actually I've never used any of his material on this show, although I will today, purely because he swears a lot, and I personally don't swear in the show because it's just a, a stance that I've made for myself. It's no judgment on anyone. It's just where I like to be at. But I was listening to something with Dave recently, and he's a comedian, obviously, and a very good one. I think the world's best. But he tells a lot of really interesting stories. And if you know his backstory, his mother is a well-known black historian. So she's well-versed and well-studied in this stuff. And she brought him up to understand the context with which he was growing up in a society in Australia, sorry, in America that you know, black culture certainly wasn't well-regarded or well-looked after, particularly in those early years. As he says, it was a hostile environment and she wanted him to be aware of that. But through that process, she also really well supported him. So I guess the personal side to my story, and I hope you understand the link here, is that as a young man, you know, particularly pre-moving out of home, sort of pre-15, so I moved out of home just before I turned 15, I grew up with a fairly aggressive, fairly you know, heavy drinking father. Now, my father and I are fine now, but you know, back in the, and we've only become fine recently, but back in those days, it was a pretty tough environment. You never knew what was coming home. There was a lot of volatility. He was a big man, strong man, good at all sports, um, particularly at rugby league and union, which he played through the military. And he was a big, scary guy, and he used to stand over us a lot, particularly when he drank. And I remember one of the things that he used to really love to sort of push my buttons on, I guess, is that I was always a soft, emotional kid. So I'm a Cancerian, so you have that hard exterior, but that soft sort of interior. And I think I'm still that person today. There's a lot more deep emotion to me than people know. And most people don't know me well enough, I guess, to experience that side. But, you know, I've got no, no qualms sort of admitting to you that my son, Christian, who most of you would know of, is autistic and intellectually impaired mentally between the ages of sort of four and six somewhere, but he's 17 years of age. And he recently broke his arm falling off a skateboard because he and I, off a scooter because he and I were skateboarding and scootering together. And to take him into hospital and watch them have to manually manipulate his arm into place. And, and this little fellow was screaming for someone to help him. And his mother was there and I was there. There was a nurse there and there was a doctor, Charlie, who was great. But Charlie said, I need to try and manipulate this into place because if I don't, then there's a good chance that he is going to have to go into surgery, which we thought was a worse option. So they gave him some drugs, they gave him some fentanyl, and, and then they put a cast on the back of it, and then they had to physically manipulate this bone back into place. And to listen to and to watch this young fella just 
looking around the room. Um, you know, his mum was holding one hand. I was holding his head because he was, and I was trying to put my fingers between his teeth because he was grinding his teeth so hard, and he was screaming, and he was, he was looking for someone to help him to stop this man putting him through pain, and none of us could help him because we understood why the pain had to be delivered. But I won't, I'm not scared to admit, I cried. Like, I really struggled with watching that young man with the challenges and issues he has and with the lack of understanding what was happening. It was bloody hard to watch. Um, It was hard to hold on to him and know that we were doing this for the better. And I think as parents, we all do that at some point. We do things for the better. And and I'm a big, tough guy, and I don't get emotional about anything. But anything that happens to Christian really hits me in the heart. It really does. And so I still have that soft emotional center. But growing up, my old man used to think that was a weakness and used to always push my buttons on that. And I remember it still triggered me four or five years ago, so 2016, when they released a book called The Girl Who Climbed Everest on Alyssa's First Everest Climb. And in that, they quote my father because they got in contact with him and it was the same thing where he's talking about that same softness. And I think from that point of view, I guess there's a trigger point there. But listening to Dave's piece, which I'll play to you next, his mum comes up with this really interesting quote. And I talked about this in a coaching group that I did recently, which is that in order, uh, or she says to him, sometimes you've got to be a lion in order to be the lamb that you truly are. So interestingly, she's looked at the way he's growing up and the environment that he's growing up in, and then she's putting some context to help him deal with that environment but not change who he is. She's validating and recognising the person that he is, and through being able to do that long-term, he's coming out the other end, obviously becoming one of the best in the world at what he does, has a massive amount of influence, and I just thought it was a really powerful message for you guys if you're a parent, if you're someone that uh, is in charge of people or you're even working with people as in younger people around you, there's an onus on us to help these young people grow into the people they can truly be. And I think there are times where we do have to be the lion in order to be the lamb that we truly are. We do have to be the lion and put on a certain front to get ourselves through certain situations so that we can go and be our true self, which is for me, something that I'm really looking at all the time and more and more I feel comfortable with who I am. But there are times, most certainly, where I've had to be the lion. And believe it or not, it's not my natural position in life. My natural position is to help other people, is to feel deeply, uh, is to try and make sure that we that success is available to all of us, not just the select few who were born a certain way, who were given a certain drive, but that any of us can teach it, be learnt, and learn it Um, and that's part of what we're doing working with these children and right through like I say to adults is to find that extra one percent in people at the top end so when you've got elite athletes or very high corporate performers when you've got young people just one percent increase in self-belief and self-confidence by me trying to tap into who they are gives them the ability perhaps to take that next step and then when they take that next step they get a little bit of confidence and a little bit of competence, and then they take another step and another step. And every now and then they're going to slip up and they're going to feel challenged. And every now and then people like you and I can just step in and just remind them that, it, that you've got to be the lion to be the lamb that you truly are. Check this piece out. How many of you have ever heard your mother say, jokes were a little too much tonight, son? I was a soft kid. 
I was sensitive, I'd cry easy, and I would be scared to fist fight. And my mother used to tell me this thing, I don't even know if you remember, but you said this to me more than once. You said, son, sometimes you have to be a lion so you can be the lamb you really are. I talk this like a lion. I'm not afraid of any of you when it comes word to word. I will gab with the best of them just so I can chill and be me. And that's why I love my art form, because I understand every practitioner of it. Whether I agree with them or not, I know where they're coming from. They want to be heard. They got something to say. There's something they notice. They just want to be understood. Love this genre. It saved my life. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.